comes to you, and I hope that you will read it so you'll know. My heart beats like a hammer, and I stutter and I stammer every time I see you at the picture show. I guess I'm just another fan of yours, and I thought I'd write and tell you so. Struggling with your faith? You're not the only one. You're listening to The Drew Marshall Show. You made me love you. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. You made me love you. And all the time you knew it. I guess you always knew it. Well, I, um, I don't know. I did something dumb again this week. Seems to be a recurring theme in my life. I put the longest bio... For this next guest on our website, I mean, it just goes on and on and on, and I just, I, I can't do it. I can't read all of the stuff this lady has done. So let me just simply introduce her, maybe the same way that the CBS execs used to. Uh, it's the Jesus Girl on the Drew Marshall Show, Martha Williamson. <laughs> Hello, Martha. How are you? Hey, Drew. I'm I'm good. I'm I'm so glad I got a chance to listen to your show. Uh, for the last five or six minutes before I came on, it's it's terrific and it's fascinating. And in the in the break, I was googling uh, rational doubt. Um, well, great well, people. Thank great you. Show. You know, most people can only last five or six minutes on the show. They, you know, <laughs> listening to it, that's all they can handle. So you've done it. You've done your quotient. Good, I, good job. I did it, so I can go home now. <laughs> but I don't want to. I all don't right. want. Um, okay, listen, we've got a lot to talk about, so let's let's get right into it. Sign Seal delivered. First of all, is this shot in Vancouver? It is. I'm Th- in Vancouver right now, as a matter of fact. Well, thank you for spending money in our country. You got it. <laughs> thank you for having me. It's <laughs> wonderful. I was walking around this morning just looking at this beautiful city and how kind people are and how I haven't heard anybody honk their horn for three weeks. Well, that, that's because that's because they're all high on pot. I mean, come oh, on. Is that it? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm from Colorado. I know what that means. Oh, you know, you know exactly. Okay, well, no wonder you feel right at home there. My goodness. <laughs> I watched a couple of episodes of Sign Seal Delivered. And I, mm-hmm. here, here's my impression. You ready? Yeah. Woody Allen meets Heart of Dixie meets Hallmark. God bless you. That I'll take the Woody Allen and um, and I'll take some of the Hallmark. I haven't seen Heart of Dixie, although uh, a long time ago I did read the pilot and I thought that it had a lot to offer too. One of the things we like to say on the set is this is not your mother's Hallmark. Exactly. So. You know, the first person I heard say that was Michelle Vickery. I had a meeting with her a couple of years mm. ago. What a neat lady. I love her. She's a great gal. Oh, she's great lady very very nice and really understands that hallmark has this terrific core audience but also wants to expand and i think that's one of the reasons that we all get along so well because we know there's a lot more to say to a lot more people and just want to change that brand a little bit shake it up yeah well okay so with this show are you just a little bit are you raging against twitter um, you know, not really, because the funny thing is Michelle Vickery, of all people, said you've got to start tweeting. <laughs> and so I've just been learning how to tweet. I just tweeted a picture of me and Della Reese yesterday because she's going to be on the show this Sunday night. And um, I, I, it's terrifying because I'm so afraid I'll accidentally tweet or twit the wrong thing. And um, But what I am saying is that we can't. We've, um, you know, we can't throw the baby out with bathwater. We can't leave the best of the 20th century behind us. Uh, we need to, to learn how to carry that into the 21st with us. So that's why we have these two very disparate characters who are slowly but surely falling in love. 
Okay, I we got to talk about Valerie Harper here because my <laughs> yeah. goodness, that lady is just she's like a walking. Um, how do I say this nicely? I was going to say Amway commercial. It's not what I mean. She's just so she's she's an amazing woman, but she's so and stinking she is, positive. She is she is positive without being sappy. Yes, um, she she literally w- went from a Hallmark show to uh she was on with uh kathy lee and hoda and the next day she was on with howard stern and was exactly the same person and uh it was and and everybody loved her and she has a tremendous amount of respect in the industry and and what she's going through um is is stunning for anybody but have to do it so publicly is is far more difficult and she's doing it with tremendous grace we're talking about cancer uh, cancer and you know just I mean she's you know, there are a lot of um, people who then try to 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 turn it into a spectacle or they take something out of context and turn right. it into a headline and then she has to go back and explain it that she really does have cancer you know you shouldn't have to do that no no yeah okay but she's funny funny nice oh, lady oh yeah big time do you have stars like various various stars on various shows you do like little not cameos but special guest roles oh yeah yeah um, last week we had Carol Burnett um, was, shooting the finale I don't know um, I don't know who that is are you kidding me <laughs> you stop that you got to be kidding. No. Um, but um, Carol is an amazing woman, and just uh, people were literally weeping on the set because she went from, you know, from the Woody Allen to the Hallmark so effortlessly, and uh, she was hysterically funny and and moving and tender at some mm. points, and and she plays uh, uh, Norman's grandmother, and she just knocks it out of the park. Then we had uh, Valerie Bertinelli. Um, Bella Reese, as I said, uh, it, it turned out to be great women of television this season. Um, but I know we're going to be expanding that next season. And I, I really, frankly, have no doubt that we will have another season. It's, uh, you know, Michelle is very high on the show, and that's a good sign. That's great. Uh, folks, Martha Williamson on the phone with us. Uh, she has done it all and got quite a backstory. We'll get into that in a little bit. Let's just breeze through the, uh, the uh, what's that show called again? Um <sighs> I feel delivered. Touched by the angel. I think Touched that's what it is. Touched by an angel. <laughs> so Delores wouldn't sign uh, her contract until the length of your employment section on your health insurance oh form gosh. was changed from six weeks to ten years. I <laughs> love this woman. <laughs> she was amazing. I was. I stood right there and watched you do it. You really did your homework because that was a long time ago. But I remember her. We were all there uh, getting our uh, physicals at the same time. And she was she just wouldn't she wouldn't sign six weeks she said i'm putting uh 10 years in here and the nurse was just completely befuddled and i said just go with it just mm. go with della and um she she was right she was absolutely right that's another good name for a tv show go with della go with della god go with della so you studied philosophy in college has your mm-hmm. has your theology changed over the years martha like is there anything about the theology of touch by an angel that if you were producing it today you would change Oh, what a great question. Well, I don't know that um, my theology has changed as much as the country has changed. And so I I actually have said that this is probably, I I don't think I would be writing Touched by an Angel now. Um, I don't think that you could get an angel show sold the way that that it was able to to get on the air uh, 20 years ago. But I think 
what I have done is what I think every every Christian does at some point. You evolve, you grow, you go, you know, you go deeper. I remember when I um, first became a Christian um, in the early '80s, and I was born and raised in a Christian family, but I, I really didn't consider myself committed by any means. And when I did what you know, got down on my knees and prayed the prayer and accepted the Lord as my Savior. Um, the next thing I wanted to do was grab everyone I knew and bring them on the train with me. And then I wanted to make a movie about I think Peter in in prison or something, and nobody wanted to hear about that. And so, <laughs> and, but you realize that what you want to do is is learn how to live your faith um, as best you can, and that's hard because as we grow older how we live and who we live with changes. Um, And I think the thing that I have learned most is that when I read the Bible, um, I count on what I feel the Holy Spirit tells me, you know, that it's what that living word means. Um, The the idea that what I can read as a 25-year-old will hit me in a completely different way uh, from what I read as as a 59-year-old now. And it informs the way I, I'm a mother as opposed to okay. the way I was hold a girl. On. Hold on a second. 59? I'm 59. I cannot believe this. I don't know how this happened, Drew. What are you, are you the I spokesperson have... for Botox? What the heck? No, You're no, gorgeous. I am, I am not. I have really good genes. As a matter of fact, it was funny. I was thinking about this when you played uh, You Made Me Love You. My mother was a wonderful, wonderful soloist and singer, and she used to knock that song out of the park. And um, I actually started to choke up a little bit, so I was glad you gave me some time before I had to go in the air. But um, I think it was good genes. I have, uh, I, I got to say, I think I look better now at 59 than I did when I was 39. Well, I didn't know you then, but you look just peachy now. Um, oh, sorry, I'm getting a little mushy here. Um, okay, so also involved with the uh, facts of life. Apparently you were a script doctor and called in on many different projects, fix it, fix it now kind of thing. Lisa Welchel uh, was on our show. Mm -hmm. She's been on our show a couple times. One of my first guests because I had a crush on her when I was younger, right? Like most of us did. I did. It was the hair. It was the feathery hair. And then, so I had her on after uh, Survivor, and I knew life had changed for her. And when I first had her on, she was the, you know, rah-rah Bible study fellowship, you know, know, everything is just fantastic. And when I had her on recently, I asked her the same kind of question, you know, how have you changed spiritually and since the divorce and everything? And Wow, she just seems to be so much more open and vulnerable, and I don't know. I I, I was thinking I, I about think, the show, and then her, and then your your spiritually uh, changed yeah, I, life. I, I think it's. It, I think this is why I like doing Science Seal Delivered is that I'm really experimenting and and exploring a lot of things that I've learned in the last twenty years. And uh, for example, the the character, the lead character, Oliver is certainly a guy from the 20th century and and is modeled in some ways on my dad who was born in 1901 you know was really quite a you know a late victorian in many ways and he was um but more than anything he was a a, a quiet christian kept his faith pretty much to himself but absolutely lived it out and uh, was a gentleman above all and i really miss that in this world you know when i was when when they were telling us uh, you know be um, 
you know, be be a feminist and burn your bras. And it was very it was a very difficult time at 18, 17, 18 years old when that was going on and trying to figure out, am I supposed to let the guy open the door? Don't let the guy open the door. Do I pay for my? And that's just at the time when you were figuring out your relationships with men. So I think on top of everything else, that really got messed up a lot. And and now I'm, I'm I'm exploring a lot of that more than anything because I'm a mother of two daughters. Yeah, yeah. And they're teenagers now, and I want them to see what a what a good man looks like. And so that's what that's a that's a perfect example of a guy who he has a wife who has split and gone to Paris, and he has to deal with that. And he's it's clear in the show that there is great chemistry between him and the female lead and i guess you only saw the first two episodes but it gets hotter as we go along easy but you know easy hold on but but he has to deal with that in the context of his faith and um i thought was very interesting you had a uh an ad just before i came on about um people who were being uh, getting divorced and it was a divorce lawyer or something who would work with Christians who are getting divorced. It happens. This is this is what Lisa Welch will discuss, you know, discovers. This is what we all discover. If it's not divorce, it's a child with uh, with a drug problem or um, a husband who embezzled something or you know, bad things happen, and it ha- they happen to Christians. And the message that I try to get out is you're going to survive. And God's not going to leave you alone in it, and you will get through it, but don't try to go through it alone. Uh, Martha, I can imagine that you don't necessarily, maybe I got this wrong, but like to get into specifics about your beliefs or theology or what denominational baggage you have, you know, during interviews, because then, I don't know, maybe a segment of the faith community might not feel, you know, you're writing TV for them, at least back in the, you know, Touch by an Angel days. So do you, I mean... Yeah, this is very good. Very good question. It's absolutely right. Um, you, people forget now that nobody was talking about God at all. And I will never forget being interviewed by the L.A. Times uh, just as the uh, pilot was about to air. And they said, so what do you believe? Um, are you a born again? Are you a, you know? And I said, do you have any clue what born again means? Because I can't even talk to you about that if you don't know what born again means. And they said something basically lame about Jimmy Carter. And I said, you know, we have to, we've got to define our terms before we can have that conversation. But I will tell you that I am a committed Christian. And um, as it, 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 it was interesting because I could never quite please everybody on Touched by an Angel. They were the people who just hated any reference to God or faith, and it made them extremely uncomfortable. Um, and then there were the, then I, there were people who uh, who were in churches and leaders of large churches. I remember one one person, and I won't name him, but he he led a huge church, and he said, Martha Williamson has put Christianity back a hundred years. And and it was because I hadn't used the name of Jesus. And I said, oh, they didn't hire me to write a show about Jesus. They hired me to write a show about angels, and they had no clue what they were talking about. And the fact that I even put any scripture in there at all is amazing. Yeah. But my, my goal is not to turn a CBS eight o'clock primetime show into a, a you know a televangelist a, service. A, a televangelist service. Yeah. That's your job, yeah. you know. But my job is to you know open up that conversation, and that's what I did. Now I was born. Uh, my my dad was a Baptist. My mother was a Presbyterian. We went to a Congregational church. We went to a Methodist church. I ended up going to you know we were married by Jack Hayford to the Foursquare. 
Um, uh, uh, Now we attend a a Presbyterian church that's close by in a wonderful community. But my my faith is incredibly personal, and it's not because I don't want to share it. It's because it's it. it, I'm I'm as my faith with my, my relationship with Christ. Much as I'm happy to say that I have one, is is quiet and private. Yeah. The way my relationship with my husband is quiet. I'm so, I'm so glad you brought up your husband because I don't know whether you know this or not, Martha, but mm-hmm. I just interviewed your husband a couple of weeks ago on my show, John Anderson. Did what? you know that? Yeah, yeah. Isn't he the lead singer of Yes? No, I'm just kidding. No, no, you're just so kidding. Bad. <laughs> I mean, I did have John Anderson from Yes on, but anyway, that's who you're married to, John Anderson, different John Anderson. And you invited God to your wedding. Um, you also oh, right. you also invited a fugitive, apparently. Yes, that and, was the funniest thing of all. God. And the wrath of God, apparently. Rainstorm. El Nino uh, washed out the tent. Oh, yeah. the, the bridge to the honeymoon cottage. The, the wedding party gifts accidentally got given to another wedding party. Seriously, it was yeah. like all, all was missing was Mr. Bean. Well, we we had I mean we had everything happen. They briefly detained Randy Travis. They thought he was the guy they were trying to chase the fugitive. <laughs> oh, no. um, yeah, it was a it was a funny funny night. I mean, but it was one of those days. Yeah, I stepped out and the the car went flying by and 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 the, the police car went flying after him and and there were there was a fugitive loose on the property where we were having our wedding for twenty four hours and we I just threw up my hands and said you know. As long as we get married and it's legal, what what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I think I think frankly, being a television producer and my husband being a television producer, we handled it far better than you know your basic uh, bridezilla because it was just like another show at yeah. this point. You know what more can go wrong and how do we get the show made? So. <laughs> okay, <laughs> these two girls from China that you adopted them at nine months and fourteen months, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the I way, love you, Drew. You have done your homework. My goodness gracious, this is fun. Well, thank you. I want to do this again. Me too. I understand that one of your daughters actually really loves Quentin Tarantino films. You do? You made that up. <laughs> no, trying I, to make me crazy. I, I read some on her Facebook. I read somewhere that that she accidentally came across a Quentin Tarantino. Oh my heavens! Oh, that was just horrifying. Oh my god! Is that true? You know, yeah. It was. She was. Uh, it was the worst experience of my. I mean, it was it was a terrible thing. She was. Uh, we, you know, this is what I have problems with in um, in uh, 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 with television because you you can't, you know you just hit the remote. You're going through the channels trying to find what you want, or worse, you were watching a perfectly nice show on, say, I don't know, some channel, and then you turn it off at night. The next morning, you turn the TV on, you don't know what's going to come up. And so at this point, uh, my daughter was about 11, and she accidentally walked in on this horrible scalping scene from that, that World War II movie. This kid was damaged. And um, I, I took her, and, and on top of everything else, Drew, it was her birthday. Oh, man. And I, I took her outside, and I mean, this is when you, your faith hits the road. Hmm. This is when you stop and you say, okay, honey, you and I are going to sit down, and we are going to pray that this doesn't go any deeper into your psyche. Hmm. And we're going to turn this one over to God and ask him to protect your spirit and your heart from what you just saw. And um, it took a long time, and she still doesn't want to see anything about 
Nazis, but then again, Drew, who, who does? does? Who does? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Uh, by the way, I just remind our listeners, I keep forgetting that people are listening on the phone here with Martha Williamson. Uh, everyone knows her uh, reputation uh, as the touched by an angel lady. Uh, but these days, uh, she is the signed, sealed, delivered lady. Martha, what was life like when you were growing up a block away from Wash Park on South Gilpin Street? It was just idyllic. Um, it was it, not unlike the best kind of weather in Vancouver. You know, when you get a good day in Vancouver, that beautiful, beautiful, sunshiny day, that's all I ever remember, except uh, and the, even the snow was nice. Hmm. And my, my parents, again, because my, my parents were much older um, than the rest of my friends' parents, um, I was really being raised with a, a set of standards that were considered old-fashioned. So it doesn't surprise anybody who knows me or knew my family that um, I'm writing a show like Signed, Sealed, Delivered, because I really do love the old things, and they're worth remembering, the good stuff. Were you a good Christian girl at South High? Uh, Well, I don't know what that means. I think I know that I I ran a—I was was the president of the MYF— and then was kindly asked to to step down after I had ran a casino in the basement. <laughs> and, but um, uh, oh, that's funny. I did find. I'll tell you what I know is that I still have this somewhere. I I have an essay. We were all asked to write uh, in high school an, an in class essay. What do you believe? Mm. You know what I believe. And I remember. Um, that, you know, there was always the funny guy, Steve, in the back, you know, who always was sort of snarky. And he wrote, I believe I'll have another beer and then got up and walked out. And, you know, and then there was the one who talked about, I believe I'm going to succeed in life if I just work hard. And I sat there for the entire class and I just cried. And I realized I didn't know what I believed. Hmm. I realized that as much as my parents um, you know, attended church, we all went to church, it was a great social organization, you know, um, and my father, I knew that my father had a strong faith, I knew my mother had her own, um, but nobody had ever brought Jesus into the equation as, as the go-to guy. You know, I was also raised by a, a woman who was very much involved in the feminist movement, and was very, you know, always said, take out, get rid of the middleman. And as a high school, I thought, I I saw Jesus as the middleman. You know, how do you get to God, and why do I have to go through Jesus to get there? And uh, it wasn't until I really realized I had no answer for that, that um, the the search began. And then I went to a a liberal arts college in Massachusetts, which only complicated the search. Um, And yes, I did study philosophy, but I was also kicked out of philosophy. Okay, hold on, hold on, Martha Williamson, you are blowing my brains here. Kicked out of school uh, and and ran a casino. What the heck? But I didn't get kicked out of school, just out of the philosophy. Oh man! But but you know the 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 thing is, these are all parts of everybody's life, part of the search, and um, it was. Our lives are really so short compared to what is you know what God has to offer us. That I really look at all of this as just a very, very short learning curve um, in terms of what what's ahead. Yeah. And I I have no fear of death. I have no fear of 
um, of standing before God, I know that he has every right to say, back of, you know, back of the room, get out of here, because of all the stunts you've yeah. pulled. But I also know that the supreme love and grace is going gonna, is gonna to stand there with me, and that's what Jesus is for. Sure, well, I can see him at the back 40 on the back wall of heaven, you know, trying to sneak me in. <laughs> that's I always feel that way. I always, when I think about heaven, and and who knows what 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 that is. But I, when I was younger, I always imagined this golden, golden glow way at the very, very front of this huge room. And then finally, I am, um, and and I was always going to be very much at the back of the room somewhere, you know, and just with binoculars saying, "There he is! There he is!" <laughs> I know. Mike, so happy to be there at all. A guy by the name of Mike Iaconelli, who I grew up loving, he wrote some fantastic books that really resonated with my soul. One was called "Messy Spirituality: The Christianity Most of Us Live But Few of Us Admit." Uh, and he would get, share this story about, you know, he has his, his dream or vision of him following Jesus, like with the rest of the disciples, just following. Him. And all of a sudden, Jesus stops, he turns around, he looks right at him, and he says, you, come here. And he, and, and he starts to move forward to Jesus, and Jesus goes, no, 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 no not you, this guy, you know, wrong guy. Anyway, okay. We all feel that way, well, you know. Martha, you have come a long, long way from on Gossamer Wings. I mean, no. just... That's hysterical. How did you hear about that? Creep. That's an amazing story. Creeper. This is almost freaky. Creeper. I mean, a little scary. <laughs> well, but. here's another thing that's scary. Tell me what these people have in common. You ready? Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Beck, Charlene Horst, Garrett McManus, Judith Pyle, Richard Spicer. Oh, E-flats. You got it. And how... And how did you get that together? This is this is almost scary. Are you? Is this really a radio station, or are you just trying to I just you know, set me up yeah. for blackmail? How do you spell restraining order? D R E W. Yeah. No, uh, that's why I played the Judy Garland because I knew I knew that. Um, you know, oh. that, that that meant a lot to you, and I, I listened yep. to some of the uh, some of the E flats today, and they don't hold a candle to the E flats of '77. Let me tell you. God bless you. No, no, we still meet every year. We really? We together every year. Oh, yeah, we sing at the reunions <laughs> at college every year. It's terrific. Oh, man. Well, listen, you have been a gem. Thank you so, so Thank much you. for joining us. And, and, folks, look, obviously the reason that uh, Martha's on our show is because CBS really kind of made her famous with that uh, Touch by an Angel thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, Hallmark, I've just gotten to know some of the people there. I have a I just... A real fond spot for the Hallmark Channel. I really do. They are not your mother station anymore. Mm-hmm. They are they are yeah. turning the the tide, and they've got this fantastic show, signed, sealed, delivered, <laughs> shot in Vancouver, and um, you know you can you get c- it on iTunes too. If you can't find it, I find I'm discovering a lot of people can't find it on their cable, but you can find it there as well. A- anything that you do, I I will sign off on. I just oh. like you. I don't want to get mushy anymore, but I really like you. Okay. okay. This was lots of fun. You definitely, out of about 45 interviews I've done in the last three weeks, you are at the top. Stop. So Stop much. it. Don't. It's the truth. Stop. It's the- Thank you. Don't. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Martha. Great to chat with you. You too. Take good care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There you go, folks. The one and only Martha Williamson. What a neat lady, huh? Won't find him around my door. I got starlight. I got sweet dreams. 
Maybe you've been thinking about advertising your organization on the radio, but don't really have the budget for a long-term marketing campaign? Well, what if we gave you a show? The Drew Marshall Show is currently offering an innovative advertising concept for the small business owner or charity. With web stats and listenership at an all-time high, Canada's most listened to spiritual talk show is offering you an opportunity to partner with us one show at a time. Consider sponsoring one show and we'll introduce you to our listening audience for the day. Drew will mention your organization every hour during our four-hour show, including a live phone interview. We'll also post your logo and website link on our website for an entire month. If you're thinking about promoting a special event, product, or upcoming sale, or if you just want to test the radio advertising waters without a huge investment, then consider becoming a one-day advertising partner with The Drew Marshall Show. Go to drewmarshall.ca for details or call Joy1250 on 905-845-2821, extension 367. That's 905-845-2821, extension 367.